Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. This is your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am here in studio with Pastor Nick Plummer. Shalom. So today is going to be a cool day because we are studying the Torah portion Nitzavim, which is you are standing, uh, and you can find it in Deuteronomy 29.9 through uh, chapter 30, verse 20, but we are also... It's actually 29, verse 10. I meant, little, I meant, little typo there. I meant 29 verse I'm 10. I'm sorry, I didn't put that I too. said 29 verse 9, I just meant. 20. Yeah, but verse 9 is really good at the conclusion. It is. It, you're, you know what? It, that's probably why why we mentioned it. Um, but we're also going to be uh, just a little a little bit of uh, some fall feast discussion today, kind of just a little teaser. And the next week, uh, if you listen to that podcast as well, we're going to go a little further into uh, the feasts and a little pep rally for the feast and whatnot. And so... Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, if you guys are listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, please make sure that you review us, share this with your friends, you know, share the Facebook posts and stuff like that uh, so that we can get this message out. We are, we are just shy of 7,000 listens since we've started this podcast, and uh, we're, going, we're going bigger, we're going home. We're going for 7,000, that's right. So Deuteronomy is the book of remembrance, a very interesting book, uh, the last uh, book in the, in, the, in the Torah, so we're actually looking at... Uh, the book of Deuteronomy is broken up into four parts as we bring this home here. Uh, a few more uh, tour portions will be done, but uh, four parts of the book of Deuteronomy broken up into four parts. Uh, chapters one through four is the remembrances of the past. Uh, we have a uh, verse that talks about, take heed lest thou forget. So remembrances of the past, chapters one through four. We get into chapter four, verse 44, all the way through chapter 26. Uh, and this is very relevant for today. These are the commandments for the present. We have the Ten Commandments. We also have the related commandments to go with those. So commandments for the present, uh, part two, uh, Deuteronomy chapter four, verse 44 through chapter 26. Uh, then, of course, the third part of the book of Deuteronomy, the four-part series, is we have the options affecting the future, chapters 27 through 30. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, these are blessings and cursing. So once again, options affecting the future. Once again, the Torah has always existed. The Torah has always been. It's never been done away with, and it's always been there. You have just discovered it. Those of you that are having Torah written in your minds and your hearts, the Torah has always been there, but you have discovered it. It's not been hidden. It's always been revealed. So last but not least, the fourth part in the book of Deuteronomy, chapters 31 through 34, are the parting words of Moses, and even contained in there is chapter 32, the Song of Moses. We'll get into that later. Uh, but here, so Moses died. So there are the four parts of the book of Deuteronomy, the book of remembrance, and we, of course, have five key words found in the book of Deuteronomy. The word remember, the word obey, the word blessing, the word curse, and last but not least, the word covenant. So there you have the Little outline, uh, Jensen's Old Testament survey outline for the book of Deuteronomy. I highly recommend that you would get that book of the Old Testament, Jensen's Old Testament survey book. So it breaks down uh, the books for you, and uh, it's really good. So here we go. We're going to be looking at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 10 and 11. I'm going to have Ryan read that as we look into uh, our questionnaire here. All right, so uh, verse 10, it says, Ye stand this day, all of you, before the Lord your God. 
your captains of your tribes, your elders, and your officers, with all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and thy stranger that is in thy camp, from the hewer of thy wood into unto the drawer of thy water. Okay, so here it is. We have, of course, uh, the following people that were there. We have uh, captains, elders, officers, little ones, wives, strangers, and who else? All the men of Israel. What about also we have uh, those that draw water and wood? Oh, yeah. So we yeah, need to add that as well. The hewer of thy so wood and the drawer of thy water. That's right. So... Um, was the covenant made also to those who were not standing with Moses and the people that day? Deuteronomy 29.15. Well, let's just read 29.15, and I'll let That's the uh, listeners judge for themselves. How about that? And so um, verse 14 actually gives us a little clue. It says, Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath. But then verse 15 says, But with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God, and also with him that is not here with us this day. So verses 14 and 15 are very clear that the covenant that is written in the Torah between God and the children of Israel is not just between God and the people that were there that day, that this covenant is for the generations and the generations to come, and even those that were not there that day that decide to attach themselves to Israel and to the covenant. So who's part of the covenant? The people who make the covenant with God and decide to be part of the covenant. And that's why we are currently in Deuteronomy 29:15 in regards to this. Uh, these are options affecting the future. So the future is now. How about that? The future is now. Uh, the Torah was written 3,500 years ago, and here we are in the year 2018, and the Torah is relevant for today. So once again, we get the Torah. We were not there, but we are here now. So that's awesome. Did the Lord warn the people not to serve the gods of other nations in Deuteronomy 29:18? Uh, for sure he did. Absolutely. Uh, don't serve the gods of other nations. You know, look at what this world is doing. Don't be the status quo. Don't worry about it. Uh, look at what this world is doing. Look at what it's involved in. You know, wherever, you know, wherever your treasure is, there's your heart. Remember that. Um, and of course, we got to know that uh, in dealing with uh, other gods or even idolatry, uh, would the children of Israel be severely punished for committing the sin of idolatry? Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 20 through 28. Oh, absolutely. And this is this is a whole section where God talks about the scattering of Israel, that their sins would cause them to be scattered. And so, uh, you know, praise God that he also made a way for the redemption and for the coming back together. Oh, absolutely. Uh, last but not least, in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, in this particular chapter, if uh, Ryan could just read that verse. Here it goes, man. This is a good verse. I actually, uh, I, I may or may not have a shirt that has this verse on the back of it. It says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So once again, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. This brings me to a, uh, a cross-reference in the New Testament with Yeshua. In John 16, 12, I'm going to read it. Uh, here's Yeshua. He says this to his disciples. Oh, and by the way, if you check out uh, John chapters 14 through 16, I call these the intimate time with the disciples. After the Last Supper, they, of course, sang a hymn. They go down to the Garden of, of, of Gethsemane. And, of course, Judas has already betrayed Yeshua by leaving the table 
and collecting the silver and all of that. So basically to betray Yeshua, but they're in the garden. They're going to be, he's going to be sharing with them an incredible discourse. So if you ever want to have some real good intimacy with the Lord or take it to a deeper level, check out John chapter 14 through 16. Uh, chapter 17 is, of course, uh, Yeshua's intercessory prayer. But I want to read to you John 16, 12 in, ref in reference to secret things. And then, of course, those things that are revealed. Uh, John 16, 12 says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you can't bear them now. You know, um, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, it's like anything. Uh, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. So he couldn't give them to them at this point. Uh, continuing on in verse 13, but how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. You know, I'll tell you, I've been living this out for a number of years now. Just to give you a little example, he will show you things to come. Who's he? The Holy Spirit. So we have this Torah portion called Judah Approaches Joseph. And in that particular portion, we see the family reunion outside the land of Israel as Judah approaches Joseph and he mans up. He mans up to his responsibilities to protect Benjamin, the younger brother of Joseph, without knowing that, of course, Joseph was his brother because he was the second in command under Pharaoh. So to make a long story short, uh, what we're seeing today, brothers and sisters, is that Judah is contacting us, the house of Joseph, and wanting to come and be in our midst and see what's going on because we have the Torah. We are Christians that have the Torah. Incredible, credible prophecy, is it not? So he will show you things to come. So when the Lord began to share with me that Jews are going to be coming to Beit Tehillah, Orthodox Jews, and they're going to be very inquisitive of, of you and interested in you because you are Christians that have the Torah, keep the dietary laws, the Sabbath, and the feast days. Yes, we're believers in Yeshua, Jesus, but they're just fascinated with the fact that we have the Torah. So they're approaching us, and we're seeing a number of these examples uh, in our midst. So what, a, what an awesome time uh, to be living. And so now we're going to get into uh, the last chapter in this particular Torah portion. Uh, and, and I'm going to have Ryan is going to be reading. We'll break this down. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. Absolutely. And, you know, this is uh, this section is, you know, it's about good and evil, right and wrong, and, uh, and the choices that we make. And so uh, here's chapter 30, verse 1. It says, And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath driven thee, and shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. You know, Ryan, years ago, we were doing Torah studies uh, in like hotel ballrooms, or, you know, we would rent a room from a hotel where we'd have like breakout sessions and stuff, but we would have, you know, we'd have 50 to 70 people in these Torah studies. And so we began our first Torah cycle in, in the fall of 1999. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was around 2001, a year before Pastor Randy died. I kid you not, Ryan. Uh, we were into this portion, Deuteronomy 30, verses 1 to 3, jumped off the pages like Rhema. You know, we talk about that in the Pentecostal movement or Word of Faith movement. Rhema, it comes alive, the words jump off the pages and literally leaped into my spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit said, this has come to pass. Mm. Now, Ryan, that's, that's the early 2000s. Yeah. So why am I saying this? It's because we're, we're doing this. Let's look at it. So first of all, what two things were the children of Israel going to bring to mind after being driven from the land Deuteronomy 30, verse 1. It's going to be the blessing and the curse. So there's things that are in our line that are coming down the line. We know that. We, we discover in the Torah the things we're doing right, the things we're doing wrong, and we want to get on the right path, the ancient path. We want to please the Lord. Uh, Jesus even said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Uh, you know, hear his voice, keep his covenant. So once again, we're bringing to mind, and where are we bringing these things to mind, Ryan? Uh, in the place where... Uh... We among, were scattered. Among so, the nations. Yeah, so not... So guess what? We're not in Jerusalem. Correct. We're 6,000 miles away and bringing to mind the blessings and the cursings. So we can say without a shadow that that's happening. But what about this? What were they going to do after remembering the blessings and the curses in Deuteronomy 30, verse 2, the second part? They were going to teshuvah, the return. They were going to return. So once again, shub, to return, obey his voice. Uh, according to all that I command thee this day. So there's a lot of chatter out there, a lot of talk about opinions, and you know what I think. And so we got to get rid of all of that stuff. You know, um, they say that uh, opinions are like armpits, you know. We have at least, what, two opinions, they both stink. Mm -hmm. so, so we have to get to the point of what is the reality of God's word versus where we're at, you know, in our spiritual walk. We want to adhere to what the Father is asking us. So check it out. So we're blessed and we're cursed. We're coming back. We're returning. We're scattered throughout the earth. But look at Deuteronomy verse thirty, or chapter thirty, verse three. What was the Lord going to do after they returned? He was going to turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. Brothers and sisters, there's your rapture. There's your rapture. That's a Hebrew rapture, isn't it? At a certain point, the Lord is coming for us. Remember that, you know. I love this one bumper sticker I saw in a car one time. It said, look busy, Jesus is coming. Amen to that. And I'm a firm believer in not trying to make something happen, but uh, I'm into walking, not talking. Yeah, better get to work. You know, uh, if you can't run with the big dogs, you have to stay on the porch. So we are returning back with all of our heart, you know, soul, mind, and strength, and us and our children. And that's the thing that it even mentions, that we are returning, but we're returning with our children. And so we're not perfect. We don't have it all right. But this is what's really happening. Even at Beit Tehillah, we're trying to achieve this, everyone, at the community level. So you don't want to rock the boat. When you come to Beit Tehillah, don't rock the boat. Let's come together. Let's agree to disagree or whatever. But let's do this together. Let's return together as families and as individuals to be one big mishpaka, which means family. So think about that, everyone. This is really happening in our midst. And we don't want to be Torah terrorists. That's why he said, I'm going to write my Torah on your mind and your heart. You have to have a heart for Torah. You have to have the mind for it, the academia, the knowledge to understand it, work it through. But now that you know it up in your mind, how do you implement that even around those that are not saved? Those that don't know the Lord. How are you going to implement this with your heart? Through love and through respect. So what was the Lord going to give his people after gathering them in Deuteronomy 30 verse 5? Uh, he was going to take them into the land which thy fathers possessed. So he was going to give the land to them, as or the stewardship of the land to them. I would safely say that pretty much everybody in the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith movement has been to Israel or wants to go to Israel, that they're drawn to Israel. I, I would I would safely say. I am. I mean, if you truly want to interpret the, the promises made to Abraham, the first thing was land. Yeah. So Israel is a big deal. You know, I like to, to, to get online on my little phone and look up the Jerusalem Post. 
check out their website, check out their news stories. There are a lot of fascinating things that are happening. So let's move on here. So what was the Lord going to put upon Israel's enemies and those who hate them? Uh, all of these curses. Wow. So think about it, everyone. You're not perfect. You're, you're getting your life together. You're working at it. You're, fa- you're, you're failing forward. You're falling forward, not backwards, right? And, and so you're going to fall right into his arms. And, and the beauty of this, Ryan, is that we don't have to worry about the critics. You know, I, I remember I was, I was dealing with some things, um, and, and Jesus reminded me, Yeshua reminded me, I never went to the critics. Isn't that interesting? So, so Yeshua was doing the will of the Father. He's the Son of God, and he's doing the will of the Father, and so he's, he's, he's productive. But he's not going to the critics. He's not going to waste his time. The critics would come to him, and then he would deal with them. And that's how I feel even in our own lives. So God will take care of our enemies if we truly do this right. He will take care of our enemies, and, and he says that he would put those curses on them. So let's check out Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 8, because there's three good points that I want to make in regards to that particular voice. And Deuteronomy 30, verse 8. All right, chapter 30, verse 8, here we go. It says, And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord, and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. So once again, it's, it's reiterating what he already said in the beginning. We're going to return. We're going to hear his voice and keep his commandments. Think about it, Ryan. It's that simple. But you want your heart to line up with the action. You don't want to just go through the motions. You know, that's the thing a lot of people miss as they would, would, would want to go into Judaism or this or that. It's not about that. It's about a person. You know, Yeshua is the Torah, but he's a real person. So he's personable. So Deuteronomy 30 is an incredible chapter uh, as we move forward. Uh, what two places did the children of Israel keep the word of God? Deuteronomy 30, verse 14. You know, this is an interesting passage from like 11 to 14 where it talks about that it's not far away from us, that the Word of God is not in heaven to where we should have to go up and get it. Right. Right? That's so far away, it's so lofty, we can't understand it or attain it. Right. And it's not, you know, in the depths of the sea or beyond the sea where we have to travel far to go and get it, but that God has asked us to keep it in two places, in, our, in, in thy mouth and in thy heart. And so verse 14 says, But the Word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. And so what he's saying is that we're without excuse. He's given He's given us uh, the information. Right. We now have it. We're now accountable to it. And I want to share something with all of you, because this is incredible. You know, as you study the, the Torah portions, you're going to find cross-references. So I want to throw this nugget out to you as we conclude this particular Torah portion in this chapter. I want to throw this out to you, because it's so incredible. Uh, Paul is actually quoting... Of course, as we look at Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, I'm going to read Deuteronomy 30, verse 12. It says, It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven, and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. So once again, it's in our mouth, it's in our heart, but he's saying it's attainable. This Torah is attainable. It's not far from you. So I went back and I looked at Romans chapter 10, where he's quoting this. He's actually quoting this in Romans 10, 6. Here's the cross-reference to Deuteronomy 30, verse 12. But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down from above, or verse 7, or who shall descend into the deep? That is, to bring up Christ again from the dead, verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So wait, the word of faith which we preach is the commandments of God? No, but here's the thing though, Ryan. The Torah leads us to Christ. Amen. 
That's the beauty of it, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Torah doesn't save you. It leads you to the Savior. Mm-hmm. Why am I sharing this with you in Deuteronomy 30? Of course, it's found in, in verse 12. But here we are in Romans in, in, in with Paul, the Apostle Paul. And, and we're in Romans 10, verses 6 through 10. Now, look, look at actually verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The same principles, Ryan, that are found about the Torah being in your mouth and in your heart is the same way we become born again and saved. So what you're saying is if we keep the words of Yeshua, Jesus, in our mouth and him in our heart, then we shall be saved. We, we Actually, we're going to be doing Torah. Confess with our mouth. Believe, believe in, in our, our heart, heart, and we shall if, be saved. And what do we call that? In, in Romans 10, 9, they, they call that the Roman road. You confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. And that what? That God hath raised him from the dead. Amen. Then you shall be saved. Amen. So the, the Torah is going to, to instruct us. This is incredible, Ryan. When you think about it, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it's incredible. So we just got to be thinking about all of that. So let's, let's conclude with, uh, of course, a couple more here. Um, what four things were set before the children of Israel? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. Let's just read it. It says, For I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. Wow. Life and good, death and evil. What a contrast. Choose life. That's what I say. Amen. And what did God want his people to choose in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19? Amen. Here it is, verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Now, this is very interesting. Do you remember the parable of the wedding feast in Matthew? The Gospel of Matthew is very interesting. Here it is, and this is what we have to remember. Yeshua says at the very end of that parable, many are called, but few are chosen. But when you look at it in the Greek, it's this, many are called, but few choose, Ryan. Few choose. As you live this lifestyle, as you share this message, few will choose this path. The Hebrews of the Christian faith, this path, the ancient path, few will choose. But we have chosen this path. So many are called, but few choose. So he wants you to choose life. So in conclusion of this particular Torah portion, Ryan's going to finish up with Deuteronomy 30, verse 20. And then we're going to just kind of look at the, the fall feast a little bit here, the coming around right the corner. All right, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Awesome. So what we'd like to do is throw a little bonus podcast on top of this podcast, just a a few moments here to just kind of look at some things, uh, food for thought for some of you, that if you haven't thought about it. We are currently in the season of summer, Ryan. It started June 21st. It's going to go to September 22nd. Uh, and if you want to look up Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11, it talks about ants, uh, ants preparing in the summer, preparing their harvest. This is what we're doing. We are preparing. Don't be lazy. Be productive. Bring it. Bring it. Amen. So in between the spring feast and the fall feast is the season of summer, okay? And we have two incidents that happen, Ryan, in the season of summer. We have the golden calf incident on Tammuz 17, found in Exodus 32. How many of the golden calf incident was not good? Moses came down. He broke the commandments. He says, you guys have violated the marriage covenant right out of the gate. And see, what they did is they committed idolatry first. 
then it moved into sexual immorality. So remember that now this particular date was, was actually, uh, we experienced this particular date of golden calf incident on Tammuz 17 on June 30th, 2018. But then we have another situation here. We have the ninth of Av. Uh, both temples were destroyed in Jerusalem on the ninth of Av. Uh, that was, of course, July 21st, 2018. Now, in between the golden calf, Ryan, and in between that and Tammuz, Tammuz, of course, in the ninth of Av, uh, both temples being destroyed, we have a thing called among the Jewish people the three weeks of affliction. So two t- catastrophes happen. Uh, three weeks apart, uh, historically wise, as they as they celebrate it and reflect it and bring it to remembrance. But I want to remind all of you, just as well, if Moses was up receiving the Ten Commandments after God already made covenant with them, and he comes down and breaks these tablets, think about it, everyone. If we were to go back in time, uh, this would lead us up, of course, to Tammuz 17, where the golden calf is that took place. But I want to share with you what happened in America. And this took place on June 26, 2015, on the 9th of Tammuz, 5775. Check this out. Look what took place in our Supreme Court. Same-sex marriage act passed by the United States Supreme Court on June 26, 2015. In the Hebrew calendar, the 9th of Tammuz, 5775. Historically, this would have been when Moses was on top of Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments. Wow. So a lot of hanky-panky going on in the Supreme Court while Moses would have been up on the mountain. You see how things take place? It's not an accident. So then we have the season of summer. We have the three weeks of affliction between the golden calf incident and the destruction of the temple in Ninth of Av. Now we go into, of course, the season of Teshuvah uh, is from Elul 1 to Tishri 10. So this is August 11th in the evening to September 19th in the evening on the Day of Atonement. So now we're moving into the season of Teshuvah. So we did the Daniel fast from Elul 1 to Elul 21. Now we're still in the season of Teshuvah. And once again, the season of Teshuvah consists of the month of Elul, the sixth month, and 10 days in Tishri, the seventh month in the Hebrew calendar. Once again, August 11th in the eve to September 19th in the eve. So what about Teshuvah? Teshuvah literally means to return and is the word used to describe the concept of repentance. Now, we just read in the Torah portions, everyone, Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 3, that there would be a people that were not there when Moses gave the commandments or the Torah. He was reading the Torah. But now, look at us. We go to the future and here we are. The Cabreras, the Plumbers, the Messers, you know, we have all these families, all these people that that are returning. Uh, Teshuvah ends on the closing day of the Day of Atonement. So isn't that interesting? So uh, here we are doing the podcast on a Wednesday um, early afternoon. And of course, we're heading towards the fall feast, which consists of the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah, the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur, and of course, the Feast of Tabernacles, which is called Sukkot. And in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24, it says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month and the first day of the month, Shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation? So here's the nuggets. Think about it. It's a memorial of blowing of trumpets. In the seventh month on the first day, Ryan, it's going to be Rosh Hashanah. It's going to happen. 5779, Sunday night, this this Sunday night, this weekend, it is here. Whether you're ready or not, whether your heart's in it or not, this day is coming. We should be ready. So here, here it is. Trumpets is celebrated 
as a memorial by blowing the shofar. So we're also going into a civil new year. There's the biblical new year in, in, at Passover, but there's also a civil new year, which is going to be 5779 this Sunday night. That's right. Roll your clocks forward. Isn't that interesting? So here's the question, Ryan, in regards to the memorial. What is the memorial? What is the memorial? What are we, what are we supposed to remember? The marriage no, covenant. Yeah, the marriage covenant. Very, that's the answer. We're supposed to remember what happened at Mount Sinai. The marriage covenant at Mount Sinai and the giving of the Torah. So if we're looking at the blowing of, of trumpets, let's look at the law of first mention. The law of first mention reveals its original meaning. So let's look at this. The first time that the shofar is found in the Bible is in Exodus 19.16 when God married the children of Israel and gave them the Torah. So we find this in Exodus 19.16. The first time the shofar was ever blown, God blows it and he marries the children of Israel. They enter into the marriage covenant. The children of Israel says, all that you say to do, Moses, we will do. We will do what the Lord is asking us to do. So that's what you say at a wedding. I do and we did. So it basically says in Exodus 19.16, just to reiterate this, and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Wow, the voice of the trumpet from the Lord. But here's the prophecy, Ryan. I love this, you know. We talk about trumpets in the Bible and the Revelation. There's seven trumpets and at the last trump and, and different things. But, but check out this prophecy in regards to the Lord blowing the, the shofar. In Zechariah chapter 9, verses 13 and 14, I want to throw in verse 13 just for, just for, uh, just for good measure. It says, when I have bent Judah for me, filled the bow with Ephraim, and raised up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made thee as the sword of a mighty man. So once again, Judah's the bow, Ephraim's the arrow. This is a prophecy. It goes on to say in verse 14, and the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with the whirlwinds of the south. Check it out. And the Lord God shall blow the trumpet. Wow, that's going to be awesome. This is a future event, everyone. So this is why it's such a big deal because, you know, the, the feast days are a rehearsal. Remember that. They are a rehearsal. So we're going to be heading into, uh, in conclusion, uh, this particular podcast and just giving you a little taste of what we're going to be discussing absolutely uh, next week after the, uh, the podcast of the Torah portion. Um, the time between trumpets and atonement is called the 10 days of all. And we're going to touch on that. Basically, there's three classes of people uh, that the Jewish people have, have, have stated. There are the righteous, the wicked, and the intermediates. The intermediates are those that are undecided. But during those 10 days, people are going to have to make up their minds when they hear the blast of the shofar or the trumpet. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, the righteous will be sealed into the book of life. The, the wicked will be, of course, uh, eternally damned, uh, which is... There it is. And of course, the intermediates, those that have not quite made up their mind, have 10 days to do so. Very interesting concept during the 10 days of all. That will, of course, lead us to the Day of Atonement. So that's that's pretty much where we're at on that. And we'll cover, of course, uh, next week, the Day of Atonement. We'll talk about mikvahs and the Feast of Tabernacles in conclusion for next week. Uh, yes, we will. So uh, what an exciting time to be alive, uh, to have Christians uh, with Torah celebrating the feast days of God. Um, you know, I, I encourage all of you to, to take this seriously, uh, especially the time that we're in right now. Teshuvah 
is a season of repentance and returning to God. And so, um, you know, you need to go to your Heavenly Father. Uh, he's the, the one safe place that we all have that we need to go to. Uh, and, you know, we can intentionally do this. You know, we, we sh- you can make the argument that we should be doing Teshuvah all year long. Uh, but we have the season of Teshuvah ordained because, you know, we as human beings are fickle. We're seasonal um, you know, we don't keep our commitments. And so being able to return to God and be intentional about that with our communities, um, you know, is, is, is priceless. And so, uh, we look forward to next week and you guys joining us as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can reach me at Ryan at to praise.net. Uh, you can call the office at 813-654-2222. Uh, and you can also live stream our services every Shabbat, every Saturday night, or I'm sorry, every Saturday, sorry. Uh, from 11 uh, on and to an undetermined ending point. And uh, you can do that at topraise.net or on Facebook or on YouTube. And I think there's other some other social media platforms that Pastor Russell has even gotten us onto. We're pretty uh, tech-oriented tech around here. So uh, praise God. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. <laughs>